try to get my feet. Yeah, let's let's see if we can get comfy here. My butt is definitely gonna hurt after this. Uh, but oh well, there's not much we can do about that. I guess not. I have my, my special butt cushion. My butt's gonna hurt also too. My but butt will. cushion. You, have well, you looked into butt cushions? You mean like hemorrhoid donuts? Yeah. Why am I looking into butt cushions? Because your butt hurts when you sit. I I went and got a butt <laughs> a butt Why thing. Are we talking about this? For, I, I drive it in my car all the time because I got to drive hours down to San Diego. No, Dave, I've never looked into hemorrhoid donuts because well, they don't I'm not have to be hemorrhoid to. donuts. There's similar <laughs> things that are like you know. I use it when I please, drive down the Please San Diego. clarify that you're asking me if I've ever looked into butt cushions. Yes. Pro- I'm asking you that. No, Dave. I can safely say without lying to you, I've never looked into butt cushions. <laughs> well, that's a darn shame because it changed my life. <laughs> <sighs> well, we don't got to look for banter on this one. No, I, I guess, guess not. <laughs> That was not an attempt either, but that was a genuine question. That might. That I might. can show you my butt cushion. I do that not I want to here. see your butt cushion. It's really nice. I do not want. I don't care. I don't care. It's the, it's whatever. It's really comfy. That is not something you brag about. It's just you do like not brag thing. about your butt cushion. You don't say, you, dude, man, I got to show you this butt cushion. It of prevents mine. it from putting all the pressure on your tailbone. Cool. Like that's what it's for. Great. It's not the hemorrhoid. One. Awesome. It's great. It is great. Keep I it to yourself. My tailbone misses it already. Listen, listen, I'm not going to worship anything that your butt has touched. You want to worship it. You just have to see that it's useful. Why do it? I have to see that it's useful? Why is this something that's going to interest? That's going to enrich my life. Why does your butt hurt? Not out of like normal context. Like if like in your ride to like work and back, does your butt ever hurt? No. Okay. Well, that's fine. All right, welcome back to the Why Do I Talk to You podcast. Uh, um, I am, I think I'm still Saul Starship Four. Uh, last time I checked, let me see, let me see. Look at you, there you are. Don't look You're at me. Good. Don't You're look at me. Good, buddy. Don't look at this. <laughs> and this is Dave Gamer, Dave Naple. All right, we uh, we're trying a little bit something. Well, we're trying something different, I guess. This is how we're going to be. We're we're going to how how are we going to do this? We're going to spice it up. Yeah, why don't you take this, Dave? My tongue is kind of... Oh, uh, putting me on here. Yeah, well, we just decided... We were listening back to our other episodes, and we were just... We were talking about a lot of stuff that we just generally agreed on, like Undertale and Pokemon Gold and Silver, and we really liked episode two on the Disney Renaissance, and uh, we think we liked it because we had some interesting discussion points where we got to go back and forth a bit. Um, We got to do that a little bit in our last episode about Mario and Luigi, more than I think we initially thought we would. Uh, but this time we wanted to sort of intentionally go back and try to find a movie that maybe we don't think exactly the same on. And we went with the low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Get it? Because this is a movie about monkeys. And we chose Tarzan. <laughs> Are you regretting putting me in charge yet, Saul? Perhaps. I well, regret everything I put you in charge of. Here we go. Fortunately, you don't do that too often. No, and <laughs> you can see why. Yeah. So we did. We just watched Tarzan. Um, and... Yeah. Do you want to go into the history of Tarzan? We sort of hit on a lot of this in our Disney Renaissance episode on sort of what led up to it. All right. You want history? Tarzan. End of the Disney Renaissance. End of story. That is not untrue. (laughs) Uh, 
but <laughs> it's just gonna be difficult like this off the bat. Remember we have you give such a nice intro about how this movie came before it and they were doing something different with Forget Tarzan. That. They weren't doing something different with Tarzan. This they they were doing something different. How? How are they not doing something different? That's not an answer. You're just being difficult. You're not giving an answer. You have to give an answer to if that. If you're saying they ended the Dis- that it ended the Disney Renaissance, then you're saying by definition it did something different than the rest of the Disney Renaissance. Do you do you disagree that Tarzan is the, the Tarzan is the same as the rest of Disney Renaissance? Is that what you're saying? I mean, it takes the same approach. It's it's one singular character. It's developing on the character's life. You know, from 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 uh, from birth of to like adulthood or whatever like that. Well, they don't do birth to adulthood in very many of these. Well, I mean, it's still just like the life of this character the and life like of Tarzan. the life of Tarzan. And you know, there's problem problem solved by main character. Main character happy in the end. All the, right. The well, basis of this <clears throat> is the same. Well, we like that in the other Disney Renaissance movies. Okay. So why don't we like it in this one? Well, that's all. That's kind of a by we. I mean, you. That is a broad question. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get started. All right. So, all right. So Tarzan. Tarzan. So I mean, let's be fair. I'm going to start with the things that I like about this. Okay. Because let let me say straight up, I don't hate this movie at all. Um, it's not going to be my first choice of Disney of Disney movies or even just movies in general that I'm going to want to watch. No, not for me either. The we we literally just you know we watched it together right now you know just to refresh ourselves on it, and that was cool. We we're just goofing on it and whatever and like and I you know what I can't even remember the last time I saw it up until now. It, it had to have been years, like five years, six years at the most. I mean, it's been years for me too, but I I remember it. It, it was within the last four years because i watched it with my wife well there was a lot of things that i didn't remember like when we were watching it again i was just kind of like whoa i don't remember this scene and dave was like you don't remember this scene i was like no i really don't (laughs) i mean maybe because i kind of lose interest at like around the times that those those things happen but anyways okay so the things that it does right okay still hand-drawn animation it still looks nice the integration of cg was is dated now but like back then it's like yeah okay it's mostly good there are a few parts where it's like eh, it didn't work great but it's very know. noticeable nowadays it's like yeah. extremely noticeable nowadays but i can't fault it for that it's 1999 you well, know i mean you kind of you can fault something for not aging well like you can look at a game on the n64 and be like oh that didn't age well or like you know what I mean? We're like, I mean, yeah, but that's not going to well st- that's not going to stop me from playing Mario sixty four. Yeah, but I'm just saying that doesn't mean you can't. If it doesn't age well, it doesn't age well. Mm. Like you can make art styles that don't age well even on old machines. But I guess. Yeah. Um. So so the art style is cool. Some of the pacing in the movie is also done pretty well. I think the pacing in the movie is done pretty darn well. Yeah. Like it, it never feels like slow where you're like, all right, get on with it. Like you know. Yeah, and I I got to give you that too. Um. Some of the pacing. I, I'll say there are some horribly unnecessary things in the movie. Um, like what? The trash in the camp. <laughs> it's just a fun song. Whatever. We had this discussion with Lapel Song before. It's, just, it's a, just a fun song. You put it in there and you have fun. Everybody has a good time and then you move on. Maybe you have a good time. You have. <laughs> I have a good time during Lapel Song because it's one of our characters who you may or may not like just getting hurt a lot. And like a lot of hilarious things are happening. Just the French song in general is just a stereotype. This one is just, I'm hitting stuff. Well, it is made by, it was written by, that's all I think about. Like when I, when I hear something like that, I just super catchy, whatever it is. I mean, 
That is, I mean, like, and I'll talk about the soundtrack later, but that is not going to be the song that I'm going to come back to on the soundtrack, though. I feel like that might be the only song you come back to on the soundtrack. Not but me. we can talk about Absolutely not that song. There are some, I mean, we'll, we'll move on anyways. Still the good stuff. I'm still trying to focus on the good stuff, okay? okay. Feel like um, I'm helping you, like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, that acting is cool. Um, yeah. I, there is, there is nothing that ever seems phoned in nothing that ever seems wooden. I mean, even from Tarzan, who's supposed to, you know, me, Tarzan, <laughs> like none of that is, none of that is, is ever wooden. Like it's good. Um, colors are nice. I mean like the back, yeah. the backgrounds are really nice too, mm-hmm. to, to show this like vast forest, you know, yeah, like it's, you, you were really like that scene with like the person with the elephants with like kind of the waterfall and the misty and like yeah the water yeah and that's all really nice really yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> you run out i'm trying to think <laughs> <laughs> you run out already there, but. uh some i mean i'm trying to think of some jokes that worked but like I mean, most of the times that I think yeah, it's something funny. I don't really funny. think of any of the jokes. Yeah. Because the they're most... all delivered by Real Zero <laughs> The only time I really think of something funny is like from like Jane's dad, you know. Jane's dad is actually pretty funny. I mean, because that's <laughs> like. From, a really, it's, it's a good sense. It's of from dry him. British wit, though. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't, that's like a gimme. <laughs> um, uh, I will stop right there. How about how about you, Dave? What, what are the things that you like? I, I mean, it's just a fun movie. Like, I agree that it's not something I'm going to be like, oh, we're going to watch a Disney movie. Like, how about Tarzan? But it's not like I watch it and I, I enjoy it. Like, the whole there's never a part where I'm like, Tarzan's so dumb. Like, <laughs> Tarzan's so dumb. Tar- Tarzan. <laughs> All right, we're not going to do that. <laughs> uh, Kerchick agree. Tarzan dumb. <laughs> Sorry, uh, that's an inside joke. But, you know, I... Like, the only thing that I think about where it's a little awkward is some of the animation looks a little out of place. We were kind of talking about that, where there's a couple scenes with Jane where she's, like, flailing her arms when you first meet her, where it doesn't look like the animation of the rest of the movie. Yeah. Or, like, the Gennaro Pirates, where it's like, you yeah. guys don't look like anything else that's been in this movie at all. Like, And, you know, it's weird because the movie is a little stylized. Like, it is Disney yeah. style, but a little bit beyond that. Yeah, it's almost like I was saying, the pirates look like something that's straight out of, like, Pocahontas. Like, they look like they ripped it out of, like, an older Disney movie, but, like, you put it, you juxtapose it with the art style they did in Tarzan, and it's just, like... It it's really different. Like yeah. they kind of just phoned it in on those background characters. Which to be fair, they're in like three scenes. Like, yeah, that's not that's, that's true much. too. Right, right. But I mean, it it's fine. Like it has a the opening is like nice, and you get a real background on Tarzan. Like the pacing where yeah. he like has to, like you get that he like doesn't fit in, and then he like his parents are killed by Sabor, and then it comes full circle where he gets to kill. Like that happens pretty quick. Like I I didn't realize too quick too quick i i disagree because then it transitions into what's like really happening in the movie like it's a nice sort of act one act two act three like i mean i get it that it's really like a, nicely without I get it being that completely it's like a medley. abrasive you know it's supposed to be a, like a medley and like an, an abridged like sort of like life there i mean i get that too but it's not even about that it's, it's showing this transition from like act one is him trying to get accepted and then he gets it but then like something else happens that like challenges that and it it's paced well like you you really are disappointed when it's like Kerchak, you're like, oh, Kerchak's gonna say something nice, and then it's like, oh, like something else happened. Like You mean in that one in that one scene after he finally gets the boar? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were you confused? Sorry. No, I thought you meant just in general, like No, yeah, like 
Like you really thought Kerjack was gonna say something nicer. Well, in that one moment, yeah, yes, like, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. not before. But like that's that's what it was all building up to, yeah. sort of. Like I don't know. It it I don't know if I want to use the word parallel. It just like it harkens back to things that happened earlier in the movie pretty well. Like it all comes together pretty nicely. So and so, I mean, yeah, it's not like the deepest, like, do I think Tarzan's character is like super interesting? Like I think in like Tangled or like, no, like is Jane much of a character? Like not really, yeah. but like, I, you know, is yeah. Clayton multidimensional? Like not really at all, but that doesn't mean I don't enjoy him as a villain. I like, yeah, that's going to be something interesting about this whole episode because it's going to, it might make you come off as like a huge Tarzan fan and make me come off as completely anti-Tarzan. We're both pretty like whatever. It's just that I, I look at it and I'm like, whatever, this movie's inoffensive. And you're like, whatever, this movie isn't worth my time. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I think like, so. I'm like, I'm willing to be entertained by this movie where you're like, I could be watching anything else. I could be. I very <laughs> much could be. Again, that's not wrong. Could be watching Freaky Friday with Lindsay Lohan and Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh gosh, but no. Okay. <laughs> I, I, that's all. That's my favorite. I never I could be watching this. Muppet Treasure Island. Could but be no. <laughs> the TV tried to tempt us. It's coming up next. <laughs> Muppet Treasure Island. We're both like, the we TV could tried to tempt us. <laughs> it did. How do you explain that? Like, what's the connection between Tarzan and Muppet Treasure Island? They both have a jungle scene. Like I mean, they're both Disney movies. That's the that's the I, connection. Yes, I, I don't even remember when Muppet Treasure Island came out. Was that close to Tarzan? I think so. It had to be before. I think Muppet Treasure Island was nineteen ninety eight. So actually, it was a year before Tarzan. Mm, I guess yeah, it kind of makes sense. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so okay, uh, I will say outright the biggest thing that I do not enjoy from this movie, the biggest thing I do not enjoy for this movie, is the music. <laughs> I very much do not enjoy the music of this of this movie. I very much do not. This, uh, as we said in our in our second episode uh, regarding the second Disney Renaissance, if there was or isn't, is a departure. the The biggest movie, the grand movie that we had before Tarzan was Hercules, right? No, Mulan. It was Mulan. Okay, because we commented that we always forget Hercules came before Mulan. Okay, right. <laughs> um, and golly, if we're talking music, Mulan did it right. Yeah. If we're talking music, Hercules did it right too. Yeah. Um, Tarzan though took it in another way. They took they took the Toy Story route. They didn't have any of the characters except for a, a few instances where they actually any of the characters sang the music. Yeah, Mom, Mama Monkey sings. Mama like Monkey sings two lines, and then I she's like, and take it, Phil Collins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then all the annoying characters take trash in the camp. And I do say all the annoying characters. <laughs> I mean, all the annoying character. Oh, you know. Okay, all right. All the annoying character sings trash in the camp, yeah. and. And that's it. Now, again, it works for Toy Story. Here, though, man, it just seems so inappropriate. The first, like, the first whole medley, I guess, of scenes uh, uh, of Tarzan's life as a baby, like, would be completely inoffensive to me if it weren't for the music. Two Worlds, the, the opening song, like, starts right away during a very, very devastating <laughs> boat fire. fire. Like... <laughs> It's a very scary like everyone boat fire died. with the parent. Yeah, everyone died except for for except for Tarzan's parents. They're trying to get him out of here. What do you hear? And you're just like, are you kidding? Are you kidding me? Look at this. This is hellfire. You gotta get inspired for oh this my movie. Gosh. Like, yeah, don't you believe that they're gonna make it? Sure. Spoiler: They don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> but Dang, like what a mislead it just it seems so inappropriate that they didn't have to start the song two worlds right then and there they could have started with some underscoring or something like that mark mancina who actually did the the scoring for 
he did some scoring work for um for the lion king also yeah um but also we talked about this recently moana mm-hmm. um i mean i didn't say this then but the score for Moana is also a little bit just okay for me. The songs are on a completely mm. different level, but I think the score itself is like, yeah, okay. I think I thought it did a good job of incorporating like the sort of the native sounds or whatever. Like, yeah, there were a couple parts where I was like, this is very well. <laughs> during the coconut scene, actually, I was like, this is it's whatever. It felt very generic somehow, but see, it's I, not bad. I I hate to say this, but like. That kind of sums up Mark Mancina. It's just generic. <laughs> um, he, I mean, he's, I mean, he, you know, he's I don't have obviously his, good enough. Disney I don't likes have him. his job. Yeah, Disney obviously <laughs> likes him. Um, he is. I mean, just like David said, he is good at incorporating the theme of the movies that he is uh, that yeah, he's like, scoring like for. The, the sound in this movie sounds very jungly. And yeah, like, I'll know, give you that. But dunk, dunk, like the whistles and like yeah. But all I'm saying is that they could have started like that too, like without an actual song with some intense underscoring or something like that because it's an intense scene didn't they kind of start with that when they do the random like cut into like tarzan the big word or whatever where like the log explodes that doesn't count because it goes straight away (laughs) into two worlds there is no time to actually take in the scoring because it just goes straight away into phil collins um and then we move forward in this in this medley they like somehow completely build this wonderful tree house away from that's really impressive to keep away from jaguars or leopards and then a leopard comes like if i got to live there i feel like that's a step up from where i live in now you're not lying i I, it would be for me too they were living it up fresh air berries monkey, monkey meat. <laughs> um, no wonder Kerchak didn't trust them. And now here's the thing. The song doesn't end. The song does not end. And you know what? The, we don't actually get to hear the end of the song until the end of the movie. So I kind of get what's happening right oh, there. But yeah. man, is it just frustrating. You, It is so frustrating because every time the song happens, the main focus is the song. Um, there's never any dialogue happening during the song. We get to see the parallel worlds of Tarzan and his, and his parents and, uh, and Kerchak and Kala and like their baby that, you know, actually really <laughs> devastatingly gets taken away by, by Sabor. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, okay. Sabor just like halt. And then that's one down. But the whole time again, except for like that whole scene right there, the music gets cut off. And then Sabor It's cut off for a long time when yeah. she's like looking through the treehouse or whatever too. And then it comes back again when Kala's like walking around listless and sad and whatnot. And then she hears she hears a baby cry like fifty miles away because women's intuition or mother's um, intuition, I guess. Well, he had the high ground, so it really traveled. You know? that, okay, whatever. Um, and then again, the song stops screeching halt i must say um and then a whole scene happens here then yada 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 and you'd expect maybe the song to come back again because now we're like into some stability but it does not and in fact goes into a new song um you'll be in my heart right which is actually sung the first couple lines is sung by by glenn close kala um and then yeah take it away phil and then just like (laughs) goes back into phil's i'm just like wait a minute weren't you singing another song not like five seconds ago and uh, and the song is fine too but i i feel so like this was just not executed well it could have been executed way better because it had been executed way better in the past in other movies and like and it, it's just a little disappointing and a little like frustrating musically because after you'll be in my heart then like tarzan transitions into like a little boy and then we have like plot happening and whatnot and then the, all that notwithstanding like i'm still like i uh, 
it's just a very it's not executed well is just what i'm trying to say okay well i'll i'll put in my two cents i there's not a song in this movie that i don't like it's not that i'm like i wouldn't listen to them like i would listen to other disney movies but i'm never in a song and like i, I don't like this song or like i'm not having fun listening to this song i think all the music is fun now is it integrated as well into the movie like no it's not and they weren't trying to um they weren't trying to no, they weren't trying to integrate it in the same way as they were in the other Disney Renaissance movies because the characters weren't even singing it. This was like, I mean, we joked about this, but it was kind of like the Randy Newman level stuff where he's just singing about what's happening. Like if you listen to the lyrics, it's not like it's not like some deep like philosophical thing. It's like literally what's happening. It's like, oh, nothing can dry a mother's tears and like mama's crying. It's like, oh, that is that is actually what's happening. And like, let me show you this thing while Tarzan's showing Jane birds or whatever it was, <laughs> you know? Like it's just kind of... It's just background to whatever's going on. They were not trying to incorporate it in the same way as the other Disney Renaissance movie. And that's what sets this apart for better or worse. Like, that is what makes it different. But they weren't trying to do the same thing. Now, I, I mentioned this when we were watching it. And he was like, oh, this is, like, it went to a completely different song. They didn't even finish the first. And I'm like, yeah, but all the songs are basically, like, the same. Like, <laughs> I, like I feel like the movie and... You could maybe you like this because I was thinking about it. It's like maybe this is what they were trying for, and they're like, Yeah, we thought it was really cool, but like it feels like it's just kind of one long string of one song. We're like, Yeah, they're actually different songs, but like depending on the tone of the movie, it's just like, Here's a different song that feels like we could go back to two worlds at any moment. That's not really how you do it, though. Like when I think of well, that, that's not how they that's not how they used to do it, but maybe they were trying something different. Uh, bad to see. When I, I mean, think when I think about a movie that does that. I, I will immediately think of Nightmare Before Christmas, where like each of the songs are different. They have their own different character and, and feel to them and whatnot. But if like when's the last time you seen Nightmare? I've never seen it. Oh. Never seen that movie, Solomon. Oh. <laughs> well, this is it, folks. <laughs> this is the last episode. I hope you enjoy. You know what, Dave? Just I'm please continue. Just please continue your thoughts. No, I did, and you. Were, I, I'm not saying. Okay, it's so a good all, thing let me let me just thing. let me just explain it to you, I guess, or anybody else who hasn't. I mean, seen I've it. heard some of the music, but I haven't seen it. You know, in the context. Well, it's of not. To it, see, like, it's not just that, like, because I know you've heard some of the songs. Yeah. It, like the song, the music, like whether it's underscoring or songs, never stops in that movie. Mm. It absolutely never stops. There's always a bit of underscoring. I think there's seldom a time where there's actual complete silence. Um, it, it moves kind of like an opera, kind of like an operetta, like very much a musical where like there's a song here, then there's underscoring that will transition right into the next song. Even if there's like a long bit of time between the songs, they will, it feels like it doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. That's where I think like that, where th that idea is done super well. When you have an idea the way that you're saying to me, that says boring. That says monotonous. That means that says like, I wrote the, the, the same song four times. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that's not what he did, but, uh. but it doesn't mean I don't like here. Here's kind of the thing, too. We we talk about this a little bit, too, where you're like the, the song has to move the movie along. And like so in a movie like this, where the songs are like happening outside of what's happening in the movie, like I can totally understand why you're like, this is dumb. I don't like it, whatever. Whereas I'm just like, man, if you're playing a good song and it's fun to watch, like, cool, I'm having fun. And that's what this is like. But taking these outside like, taking these outside the context of the movie do you like these songs or not like just like the song by itself if you were just listening to it i mean maybe yeah like i i enjoy it i don't so think any fine. of the songs are bad by yeah. any, i don't think any of the songs are bad i just don't think they are they work in the movie 
They don't like. They don't take me out of the movie. I don't they know. They take me out of the movie. Well, it's freaking Phil Collins. <laughs> well, I mean, there's famous people singing in other Disney movies. Now, so yeah, to your credit, I don't feel that way for Toy Story. And at the, and the songs yeah. in Toy Story, the songs in Toy Story also like kind of do the same thing the Phil they Collins do, like, songs exactly do. The same they thing. just sort of like <laughs> highlight the film yeah. or the scene that's going on. Yeah. Um. It's it's different though because we're talking about a different studio that had like a different approach and wrote a movie that wasn't like other movies. Like it wasn't trying to be it wasn't trying to be included in the Disney Renaissance. They were just trying to make a movie. You know what I mean? I guess. In this one, it had a lot of weight and like responsibility because it had great <sighs> power. Therefore, it has great responsibility. I just don't think you can put that on it. Like they were just trying to make a good movie. Do like, you think the songs work as well in that movie as it does in Lion King? Aladdin. You like Aladdin a lot, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I'm i not saying by def- the way that they don't work as well as they do in a movie that I don't like, like Pocahontas. Like, it's not about by definition, they're intentionally I don't think they wrote this movie and were like, guys this is going to be just as good. It's going to be the same level of integration. Mm. Like, it's great. Like, they were intentionally doing something different and the integration was never going to be as much as it was going to be in a Broadway style animated feature where you could have these characters singing the song like that this was never going to be you could put any of those Disney Renaissance movies like on Broadway but not this one and they did that on purpose and if you prefer the other way cool that's fine I do too but it doesn't mean this way is bad I mean do you think the majority of people Disney fans prefer it this way or they prefer it the other way well, uh, based on this movie's popularity, I'd say they prefer it the other way. So, I mean, I think we might be able to objectively say that it was a bad way then. No, you can't objectively say something just because it's the popular opinion. That is such a fallacy. You you can say that it didn't work. You can say that it didn't work for Disney's fans, right? That doesn't mean that it's, like, strictly bad. Maybe someone could have done this and done it. Maybe if this had caught on, maybe DreamWorks would have done a Prince of Egypt of this style and they would have done it better. Like, oh, who boy. knows? Like... <laughs> You know what? Thinking about this, the music in this one is very similar to the way the music is integrated in El Dorado. No. Very I similar. Think about it. Can think you so. can you think of a song in El Dorado right now? First it's of all, that's probably hard. Yeah. I don't know how that one popped into my head, but that's the only one I I'm can think, actually think of. I'm thinking of. of, because they also end the movie with this, though, on the trail we blaze, like... Oh, where, like, they did kind of do that. All he's doing is just like, yeah, I, I kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, that's all I remember from that song. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember any songs happening before that, but I think there was. The, the thing with Road to El Dorado, though, was it was it was trying to be like a Disney Renaissance movie. It was trying to do it in that same style. And yet the music was so disconnected that it just felt bad, man. Whereas in Tarzan, it, it's not trying to do that. I mean, that's ex- I'm, I disagree. I think yeah. uh, I, now that I think about it, I think the music integration in El Dorado is almost exactly like it was in Tarzan. I and yet the so. music integration in Prince of Egypt is like exactly like, yeah, like, great. like, uh, like Disney Renaissance in its heyday. Yeah, it is. And so it's great, but like, so what, what makes you think El Dorado is not exactly like the integration on Tarzan? Because it's actually sung by the characters for one. Is it? Well, it's tough to be a god is, but like everything else isn't. I, I don't even remember. El Dorado, El Dorado. <laughs> Literally the only song El that I remember Dorado. is that one line of 
it's tough to be a god and the mockery songs we made up for it. Yeah, I can't think. <laughs> I can't think of. I can't think of any other money. line from "It's Tough to Be a God" except for "It's, it's tough, tough to, to be, be a God." god. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we got to goof on that movie again. Uh, next time, soon. next time. Um, That's like in a jungle too. Wow, something about these jungle movies. Didn't quite make it. Yeah, I guess it is, huh? <laughs> but so. Jungle Book. Jungle Book. That's a good movie. That's yeah. a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I've I just felt that the musical on the whole was was not appropriate to the setting because like again, like and I think it, it sums it up right away in the first couple of minutes where it, the animation is is really well. You can tell that there's tension because there's a freaking boat fire and a baby that we know is Tarzan. Yeah. Um. And and all we have is just Phil a Collins playing a, a pop song like the whole the whole way through. Um. There's that song. There's you'll be in my heart. Um. There's you know. Uh, Trash in the camp. I'm not thinking of that one. It's the no. it's the other song. The one where he's like, uh, oh, what's it called? The one where he's like with Jane and like learning all this stuff. Yeah. I want to know. Can you show me? I want to know no. about these strangers like I me. mean, yes, but there's a, there's another song before that, too. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Summer oh, yeah. <laughs> I have a degree Great. in music, Dave. Great. Yeah, you gotta use it. You gotta <laughs> sing. Um, uh. And then, and then, what we end with with like the finale of two worlds. Yeah. Um, Is that one a reprise or is that just a finish? No, because it never finishes. You can't reprise a song that doesn't finish. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I have to look away from the mic on that one. I know you did. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Those quick reactions. And and, and actually, um, on the soundtrack, um, it's called Two Worlds parentheses finale. That the final bit, like on the uh, soundtrack. It's not a, okay. So it actually does not they say knew. reprise. They yeah. knew. <laughs> <laughs> they knew. Um, yeah. So that the music is the big qualm of the movie. And I mean, since I hold music really dear, um, especially when it comes to a Disney Renaissance movie, you know, that I've, I feel like that's why I have such a big problem with the movie. When I separate the music away, and that's even including the score, I mean, I still have some issues with it. I mean, straight up, you can't call a character comic relief if they're not funny. And then Rosie O'Donnell's character is just not funny. No, it's really not. Uh, you know, Newman funny. is kind of funny. <laughs> just because you can tell he's like absolutely Newman. Yeah. He's an awesome name for an elephant. Tantor. Tantor. The elephant. The elephant. The stompinator. The- <laughs> um and like i mean yeah newman is newman although it is his voice just completely stands out like a sore thumb but that's just me that's just me even to me it's like oh that's 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 totally newman yeah even if i'm not thinking oh that's newman it's like that voice doesn't fit anyone else's like yeah yeah very much especially since the first time we heard newman was as a as a kid and it's just like a generic little kid's voice yeah Right, yeah. not even like Newman, like pitch it's shifted. Not pitch up. shifted, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> oh man, that would sound so weird if they pitch shifted Newman. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Newman is fine. Uh. But again, you cannot call a comic relief character comic relief if they are not funny. Yeah. And from the get go, this character is just not funny. And like, I mean, I I can't call a movie bad because of that, but I can call it a little bit annoying because of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that can really turn you off in a movie, especially. Um, yeah. I don't know. 
Clayton, Clayton was a fine villain. I, you know, I, I did have an issue at one point because it, it just seemed like the first like 10 lines of Clayton has the word gorilla in it. Gorilla. And <laughs> just, gorilla. And just, gorilla, some, gorilla. <laughs> and just some sort of malicious face because, you know, that may as well just be like, I'm the villain. I'm the villain. <laughs> I'm the villain. I am the villain. I'm the villain. Gorilla. I'm the villain. <laughs> and, and so I, I had to stop and I was like, I was like, Dave, really tell me is there any other villain that's as much as one-dimensional as this guy and then he mentioned sean yu from mulan i'm like uh mm. yeah yeah sean yu is probably the worst disney villain pre-frozen well, oh boy <laughs> well uh-huh. i mean like i guess because we spent the least amount of time with sean yu on screen we spent a lot of time with jafar we spent a lot of time with scar um, we did not spend a whole lot of time with Sean Yu. No. So I mean, I'm sure that has something to do because with it. Because it wasn't as much about Sean Yu. Like it was fine because it was more about Mulan, like becoming who she was supposed to be. It wasn't about like yeah, they're a war, but it wasn't about like foiling this guy's plan or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like that's kind of how Tarzan gets away with Clayton not being a presence in the whole movie too. Like the first third is like Sabor is the threat. Yeah, but it's fine because it's more about Tarzan. Like I don't know. And that's, that's cool too because like then there's a moment where like Tarzan finally does beat Sabor. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that actually is pretty cool. Finally beat the 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 shape-shifting, time-shifting, hammer space using yeah. Sabor leopard who just kills parents and doesn't eat them. He's, yeah. He only likes baby meat. <laughs> only baby <laughs> meat. Gross. Also, he doesn't speak any language that animals Unlike can Like every other creature in the yeah. jungle. <laughs> Um, and this I, is like carnivore, carnivore prejudice before Zootopia. Come on, man. Oh boy, they knew <laughs> none it all of the, like the crocodiles don't get to talk. None of that. They hey, got to talk. And speaking and the frog. of stupid movie crossovers, who was the stupid person who said that there was a link between Frozen and Tarzan? The people who made Frozen. That is the dumbest <laughs> thing. That is one of the stupidest things that Frozen team has ever done. And they made Frozen. <laughs> they made Frozen. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, that did, was much worse. Didn't they that. actually confirm that their parents were like? Anna and Anna and Elsa's parents too. Uh, didn't they? Didn't they actually confirm that? Yeah, they can. They were like, yeah, Tarzan's parents are Anna and Elsa's parents. That, that, that the boat that crashed was them on their way the to wherever. Stupidest thing I have ever heard in my entire. <sighs> yeah, that's that pretty is bad. The, fan theories are one thing, but when you have the actual team, so like, oh yeah, yeah, we knew it <laughs> we all read along. That, yeah, they like look nothing like them either. Like I, I don't even have them in my head because like, why would I watch Frozen? I don't remember what the parents yeah, look like, but like, I, I think I would have remembered that mustache also, or that like, chin line or what? the red hair. What does mom. this do for any of the stories, too? Nothing. Nothing. It I is mean, absolutely it, nothing. People just like that fun thing of like, oh, it's all tied together, like the Universal Pixar thing. I mean, that's why people watch Game Theory. Like, I, I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy hearing the theory that MatPat has about like the connection between Tangled and uh, Frozen or whatever. But like, they they should stay as a fun fan theory that's fun to hear. You know, it's yeah. not like. Some of this stuff is so like it's a little far fetched, and it's just like a little. Yeah, well, there's just no point to it. Like again, yeah, a fan theory is one thing. I mean, I'm familiar with the Pixar. They had some backup DVDs of Tarzan. They really needed to get out of the warehouse. They're like, oh god, (laughs) we tell them it's connected to Frozen. Oh yeah. So uh, (laughs) listen, we just discovered this long lost warehouse. (laughs) It's been there 15 years or whatever. (laughs) Really got to sell these copies of Tarzan. He's it's full of Tarzan, dude. It's, it's full, full of, of Tarzan, Tarzan. <laughs> to the brim. Like, oh man, how are we gonna get that back? It's too late for the tax write off. 
<laughs> oh gosh. So okay, I guess that's a side note. That is a that's not a, a strike against the movie. I think it's a strike against Frozen. Yeah. Basically. God, just stay out of our Disney movie. Stay out of it. Stay over there. You have enough fame. Stay. All right, okay, okay. Uh, okay. I gotta, We're talking I gotta about calm down a little bit. Frozen really got us <laughs> off track here. Man, that's gonna happen anytime we talk about Disney. Gosh, no matter what, we're gonna somehow link it to Frozen. I think we were talking. Were we talking about comic relief and talk about comic relief? I I mean, yeah. (laughs) The the characters that do. You know what's weird is that we were talking. We were talking about villains and how Clayton. Okay. Yeah, but I I enjoy. Like, I'm not saying he's not one dimensional, but he's a fun villain. He's very charming. Um. You know, he's very British, and that's it's fun. Um, and, you know, I'm saying this is a dumb American. He's like, ooh, British accent, raw the pip pip. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it's fun, and he, he does it well. Like, he is very British charming, you know, and he's got the – he flips back and forth from really angry to being, like, very proper. And that that's a fun villain trait, really, regardless of if they're British or not. But, you know, and he – He's threatening. He's this like big buff dude who shaves with a freaking hunting knife or whatever. And <laughs> oh, jeez, let's make him even more just like. Oh, wow. with a he's, got, knife. he's got like the gray on his sideburns. Like he looks good. Um, he's got that strong chin line that apparently all three men who aren't the pirates <laughs> have in this movie. Um, but you know, I I enjoy watching him be bad so it's not that big a deal that he's one-dimensional you like, know what he's a lot like hmm. he is a lot like mcleach from what? rescuers down under um i, I okay please don't no i haven't mercury. seen why oh, would i have seen that we had a big thing on the last one why it sticks out like a sore thumb with the disney renaissance no i did not see rescuers down under it's thank a, you very it's much it's a nice movie whatever it's not the greatest, but it's a nice one. I mean, maybe. I'm not saying it's not. I haven't seen it, but I Why never not? saw any need to. I think it's because on Netflix. It's a nice whatever. movie. <laughs> Continue with your points. Anyways. For those of you who have seen it. This is the second movie that I have to explain to you in the course of one episode. Well, get used to it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You've not learned one bit. <laughs> so in the movie, The Rescue is Down Under... Which, I mean, admittedly, is not the greatest movie in the world and by Disney standards. Uh, it takes place in Australia. Australia and the, and the, the main villain is this poacher, this like really ruthless poacher. Crikey. Who's, uh, who's after... Um, Who's after like this rare like golden eagle that like the main character like is like like friends with. And in the end, like the poacher is like completely willing to totally kill the kid. In order to like lure out the lure out the eagle and stuff like that, like it's just a ruthless like poacher guy, like only in it for the money, you know what I mean? And in that movie, you spend more screen time with this villain, um, so you do have some more room for like comic relief and whatnot. You don't spend as much time with Clayton, so I like I mean that's and that's not necessarily like a bad thing, I guess. Like I'm just saying that like the villain, those two villains are extremely similar, I think. Sure. Not only in motivation, but like also in their one dimensionness, because there is no redeeming uh, this other character in the uh, rescues down under. Yeah. And, you know, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't OK with the villain at first, but like now that I'm like sort of like processing it all, like I'm I'm more I'm more OK with it and more OK with like how very clearly one dimensional he was. Yeah, I think it's fine. I'm OK with it. And yeah. I mean, like and the death scene. I mean, I 
the death scene is probably the best scene of the whole movie. It's pretty good. Very uh, morbid to say. Yeah. It's brutal, man. It's very brutal. Like, I mean, the end, feels very appropriate. The end fight doesn't last. The end fight, quote unquote, doesn't last yeah, too it's long. It's pretty quick, but it's good. Yeah. Um, no, it ends very well. And like, I mean, stylish as all get out too. Yeah. The way that he, the way that he dies. <laughs> I think you can find it in like, you know, buzzworthy like posts brutal of like, you know, Disney and beauty and the beast to be in there and like impaling her or whatever. But I don't know. This one feels much more real because it's just some dude. Who literally hangs himself yeah, it's, by accident? It's, it's nothing it's not like supernatural. Some giant at all. squid thing or whatever. Yeah, and that scene is very stylized, and you know the and even Kerchak's death like is is pretty emotional too, in a way. <laughs> Just kind of like I'm dying now, so you do it. <laughs> I mean, we were kind of goofing on the movie a lot at that point. I don't remember much of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he dies. I guess it's yeah. sad, and he's like, "You must lead our people," because <laughs> you are literally the only other male character. In this movie. <laughs> so I guess I, I guess you know my final thoughts as far as this rewatch. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I guess I can say that I don't hate the movie as much as I initially let on. Mm-hmm. But I, if anything, I hate the music even more <laughs> after watching it again. If anything, um, I might like. <sighs> You know, if, if the Tarzan music ended up on like a shuffle list of Disney songs, yeah, like I wouldn't, I might not turn it off. <laughs> I might not. I might not. It. I might be like, no, Tarzan. Because <laughs> then like I'll hit another shuffle and then like, oh, like how far I'll go will come up and I'll be like, oh, yeah. It's, it's a real gamble though. What if like Frozen or Home on the Range comes up? Well, let's be real, Dave. That's not going to be on my shuffle. <laughs> what if it just found its way? Well, this is your on Pandora. I was like, you want to hear this? It's well, see, that's like, why no, I don't Pandora, no, Dave. No. I don't, I don't do gambles with the devil. That <laughs> yeah, is quite a gamble there. So what about you? Do you think anything has changed in your mind about the movie? Not really. I mean, it's still fun. Like if I wanted to sit down and like criticize this movie, like I absolutely could. Like Jane is, I don't know how to feel about the whole Tarzan Jane relationship thing. Like it's mean? hard. Like Jane has a great English accent and uh, <laughs> she's pretty. And, you know, that's about it. Like, it just feels like she shows up and her job is to, like, uh, talk in British accent and be immediately, like, into Tarzan's bod. Like, it just feels like it's, it's like, immediately, like, she's super into Tarzan. And, like, I love the dad's line when she's drawing it. It's like, oh, oh, do you, you want, want some alone time <laughs> with your the drawing? Yeah. The blackboard. Like, that's exactly what this is. Like, there's not much. I, I just... I, you know, Aaron, when he talks about like the Disney movies he likes and does like Aaron slash Raptor or whatever, he talks about like the, the relationship between the guy and the girl is like really important to him, um, which makes sense for like who he is or whatever. But like he, he criticizes like Aladdin, which is like, there's no, there's nothing between them. They're just both attractive and whatever. And I kind of disagree on that. But like Tarzan's like, yeah, there's nothing. They're just both attractive. Like he, this is the first female he's ever seen. And like, he's like some super... Like Dude, buff. Turkina is is a is a female, I think. <laughs> I think. It's never really clarified. <laughs> I'm t- I mean, Ina is a very female, you know, ending to a name, but you know, it drops that at some point. In the yeah, movie, what if so. it's like Turquina or something? Turquino or something? <laughs> I don't know. No, it's Turkina, and then it just <laughs> sounds like Turkey, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's first 
female of his species that he's seen or whatever. And just like, yeah, those medley scenes are very like, oh, we're gonna like stare really deeply. Yeah, into it's like kind of awkward, like sexual tension for like a Disney movie. There's never like talking or like funny, like flirting. It's just like pure primal because like i guess that makes sense of tarzan just like oh you you woman made loincloth man like what else can there be like i don't eh. but it's it just feels and it's never like uncomfortable like it never feels like oh, i can't send my kids to this because it's like too like whatever physical but it's just like there's nothing else there there's not that much character to either of them it's just she's generic nice girl who draws and he you know yeah, they didn't really give enough time to really explore that because like there is also like, you know, Tarzan, like, you know, Jane to Tarzan represents like the world that he like supposed to belong to. It's not even I mean, it doesn't start off like she's a woman and he's like, oh, a woman. Ooh, ooh. It's just like she's a human and he hasn't like gotten to this see one that. doesn't have a lot of hair. <laughs> Well, he doesn't have a lot of hair somehow. Somehow. By never shaving. Maybe he does, maybe like, does a lot. Of, all those, do you not inherit your dad's facial hair jeans? He had a sweet mustache. It's all those belly flops, dude. <laughs> Just, yeah, really burns off. Yeah. And sliding on his face and stuff down yeah, the vines. I guess so. Man, you'd think hair would be useless for that. Really keep you from burning your... Or to feet, maybe integrate yourself never... with the tribe or whatever. Instead, he has, just has these surprisingly short dreads for how old he is. Yeah, that's true, too. They're like the exact same length as when he's a child, actually, yeah. now I'm thinking about it. Oh, well. But we're not nitpicking or anything like that. <laughs> Whatever. It's not a big deal. It's just weird. Yeah. Anyway. But I agree with you that, like, it is, you know, because, like, in, in Disney movies, you know, we kind of have to suspend our disbelief a little bit on the falling in love thing. You know, there's, like, the Beauty and the I, Beast, I just, Stockholm Syndrome sort of thing, too. In this case, it is it is even more weird, though, because, I mean, I agree. It, it seems even more weird in this instance, too. Yeah. I mean, I don't think it's as bad as people tried to make it, like after the fact you know you know after the fact there are all the memes like oh stockholm syndrome and uh like well i mean okay the little mermaid one's pretty dumb but you know <laughs> it's just like uh, aladdin and jasmine like kidnapper or whatever it's just like no i don't think i think they're better like i was saying with eager after christmas i could think they're better than we give them credit for i think it's easy to look back and be contrarian and be like oh this is a masterpiece time but it's not good this is terrible values and it's like okay it's not the best values but it's not I don't think it's as bad or as shallow as people say, yeah. except in something like this one where it, it's just, it's it, just kind of, this one there. does seem pretty shallow. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, Oh, we got to do this so that he betrays his entire, you know, family. There's that <laughs> hot grill, you know, hot grill. <laughs> so was that like the only thing that you probably could, you know, be like, yeah, that is kind of dumb. I mean, it's fine. I mean, when I talk about it, it's, it's and toward the end, it's got a little bit of the Little Mermaid syndrome where it's like, no, you're just making bad decisions, Tarzan. Like, you had this coming. Like, but that's not, it's not as egregious as that because and it's not you, without consequence either. Right. And you, you, uh, you get to see like the good things he does first. Like, that's what act one of the movie is for is to endear Tarzan to you, to get you to care about this character. And it does it pretty well. Like, it does it with a really nice bookend, like I was talking about with Sabor, whereas Little Mermaid doesn't ever. It never makes you cheer for Ariel. Like, there's never anything she does where she's not being a dumb teenager. Yeah. King Dryden's like, like, well, you messed up the whole ocean. <laughs> Do you really want to be a human? Yeah. Okay. Or, yes, get out of my ocean, yeah. please. Never come back. Please. <laughs> yeah, like, okay. I have six other daughters that are way better than you. Yeah. Whatever. But, yeah, I mean... It's just... A, it, it, I mean, if, like we said at the beginning, we're sort of both 
like in the middle on this movie. It's just like I'm in the middle where I'll watch it and be entertained, and you're in the middle where you're like, no. I mean, are you offended by this movie? Does that make sense? Uh, I'm offended by the music. Okay, but by the move by the but the whole entire package. No, yeah, no, and especially after watching it again. You know, just trying to take it apart from the music. No, the the movie itself, Sans Music, is not offensive at all. Yeah. It might not be the best story ever told, but it is also not it is not bad storytelling. Yeah. So I've already forgotten. Maybe you should look this up. But what the movie was that came immediately after Tarzan? This um, is an issue we had. Last I'm gonna time say too. it's Emperor's New Groove. So um, when you think about you, you brought this up several times. Like this movie ended the Disney Renaissance. This movie ended the Disney Renaissance. It killed it. Killed it. Killed it dead. <laughs> like, but I mean, when you look in the list, this movie is counted in the Disney Renaissance. Like, yes, it's a bookend. It's the last one in there, but it was in there. So I mean, watching it now. Why do you think, I mean, do you think this movie killed it and like why? If they had gone back and done a like Broadway style musical, like would that have been fine? Or was there something here that was just like too far gone going forward? You know what I mean? I think that, I think that um, when this movie came out, that they, they, they weren't thinking critics and, you know, people like us weren't thinking right away. Oh, wow. The Disney Renaissance is over. Yeah. Like they weren't <laughs> thinking that they were probably thinking more like, like this movie got good reviews overall. Like maybe yeah. not as good as like stuff before it. But yeah, it did. Um, okay. So actually the next like major movie to come out after that, if you do not count the Tigger movie, uh, which is not Disney proper, um, would be Dinosaur. <laughs> Oh, mm-hmm. well, that explains it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I okay. can't blame Tarzan for dinosaur coming <laughs> after it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> um, and then after that, after dinosaur, uh, would be, uh, Emperor's New Groove. Okay. And, and we talked about that word development hell and it was supposed to be a musical and, you know, you maybe wonder what might've been like, maybe it would have kept going, but I think that, I think that Tarzan, Maybe at, uh, on some level a scapegoat um, because yeah. because they did things differently. Yeah, um, they did things differently that in my mind didn't really work. Hmm. Um, but this was also, I mean, like to be fair, this is 1999. The Renaissance started around 89, so this is 10 years of movies doing the same sort of formula. Yeah, eventually it was going to have to change, or eventually the high was going to have to go down to a low a little like bit. Maybe just internally they got burned out. Maybe they were just like ah, another musical, like, God, like maybe something else. Like, maybe because dinosaur ain't a musical. Is yeah, it? maybe maybe Tarzan was like the compromise. Maybe like okay, this worked in Toy Story, so like let's make a movie where you don't have to have the characters singing, but we'll you know we'll do the Toy Story thing. We'll have someone singing, I guess. I you think know? that like several years after Tarzan, they, people can look back and be like, you know, how come there isn't a movie like Lion King anymore? Then they look at the string of movies. They're like, oh, my God, Tarzan <laughs> killed the Renaissance. <laughs> it was all Tarzan's fault. Yeah. You know, I again, I don't think that whoever made the movie, the team who made the movie was setting out to end it. Yeah. I don't think they were also trying to. Uh, they weren't trying to do anything like that. I don't even think they were they trying to make trying to waves. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, I think it is in some ways a bit of a whipping boy. Yeah. Um, but I mean, does it deserve to be? I think so a little bit because yeah. it's not a good, it'd be something if it was like Lion King. And then all of a sudden they said that that ended the Renaissance, like way, 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 yeah. way, wait. Sure. Um, but yeah, in, in the end, it, I think the evidence is there that, 
while it did not set out to end the Renaissance, it was like the last entry of what we call proper, the Disney Renaissance. And it's not just our opinion that says that. I mean, you can Google this anywhere. And it says that like everywhere that, you know, generally accepted the last movie of Disney proper of the Disney Renaissance was Tarzan. Yeah. And I think if you want to talk, it, you know, what this kind of reminds me of kind of reminds me of Final Fantasy X. Final Fantasy X gets a lot of hate from like the people who love like Final Fantasy six through nine as like the the game that ended like this reign of amazingness from Square. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. it did things very differently. Like it was the first game since Final Fantasy three to use a different battle system in the mainline Final Fantasy series. It had this weird orb system. They had oh, God. voice acting. I like the orb system, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I mean, it was just different. Like, yeah, it different. was just very different. And, you know, the famous <laughs> scene that everyone loves to hate on. For some reason. <laughs> I mean, it's not good, but like. I mean, it's whatever. I'm not going to go into this right now. But, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I know what you, you mean. You play yeah, that game you and you're like, I see how this is completely different. And I understand that everything after this was nothing like what we had before. Like, this movie changed things, but it wasn't bad. It's not. I I really like Final Fantasy X. I like you know I like Tarzan just fine. Maybe not as much as Final Fantasy X, but like I like it just fine. So I think pointing the finger like it ended it is like it is a little bit of a scapegoat. It's a little bit of like well this one came last, so it must be the problem. Right, because yeah, when Final Fantasy X came out, we were like, oh wow, it's over. <laughs> yeah, no one was like that. No. Like I don't, like some people were from the very beginning, like what is this? Like, this isn't my final fan. Kind of like you're like, what is this? This isn't my Disney musical, <laughs> but it's not bad. It's just different. Yeah. yeah. So in the end, I guess I can say that the movie as a, as an entire package was probably in a very minute scale, not as bad as I remember it. Yeah. But the music like was seven ish, seven point five out of 10. The music was just as, if not even worse. <laughs> well, man. You know. And again, David said this several times already, and I just want to reiterate myself. I don't hate this movie. I don't think it's trash. Dave also does not love this movie and think it's like the in the upper echelon of movies in general. It's just that, you know, it, that's what kind of happens when you have to sort of defend your viewpoints it a little bit. It doesn't reach that same level that the movies and the most the rest of the Disney Renaissance, well, most of them reached, or like the movies that we were raving about in like this new era. It's not. Prince and the Frog or Tangled or Moana. It's, you know, yeah, it's Tarzan. So in the end, my opinions did change, but not really for the better. <laughs> what about um, you, Dave? I mean, at least now you'll think of something other than Turquino when you think about this movie, right? No, I'll think of even worse things. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah. so thanks. Yeah. Thanks for that. No, I, I'd say my opinion was just solidified more. It's, it's just an entertaining movie and it's not something that I'd be like, oh, have you you've never seen Tarzan? Oh, you got to see it. I'd be like, yeah, you it's worth a watch, like whatever, yeah. like, you know. Man, I can't wait until we start talking about really divisive things. <laughs> we tried this time, but it still wound up kind of like, eh, it's all right, I guess. Yeah, I was kind of more ranting and you were kind of more like, well, yeah, well, I mean, you know. Sorry, I just don't care as much about this movie. Music, music. I mean, you know. Sorry, I ruined your podcast, so. Yeah, my podcast. Feel my podcast. To, feel free to replace me at your Not leisure. your podcast. If you my can find podcast. someone else to get in this nice pillow fort we built with you. I really hope you weren't going to say that. <laughs> you know, if Game Theory can admit that it still records out of Matt Pat's closet, 
I figure there's nothing all right, wrong with fine. You it. want the truth, ladies and gentlemen. You really <laughs> want the gentlemen. truth. Here's the, here's the truth. All right. <laughs> Before we were just recording like on my kitchen table and we were getting a lot of room noise and whatever stuff like that. And Dave was like, uh, it just sounds, it just sounds bad. It sounds bad. I'm like, yeah, I know. I uh, just like, we don't really yeah, have like I, I a wanna, studio. I want to apologize like personally for episodes three and four. Cause I swear we recorded that in exactly like the same place with exactly the same equipment as we did one and two. And I could not stand how much worse it sounded to me. It is bad. And then in episode five, we had, we, you know, Saul was bragging about his new mic and it sounded better but there's something about episode two that I still liked better and it was just driving me up a wall so um, I, I don't have the money or even like the full on technical know-how to like to soundproof my rooms or anything like that so I decided the best way to do it to sort of <laughs> quarantine ourselves from the outside room world is to build a blanket fort and that is exactly what I did we are underneath a giant blanket currently held up by some chairs it's getting a little hot in here and a little bit of pillows so you know what there it is my butt there it is on the floor we'll take some pictures too just so that we can prove to everybody this is what we did this is our highly professional podcast ladies and gentlemen this is exactly how we do it this is how we record everything right here my little preamp is down over here we have our own mics we're in a pillow fort thank you dave thank you dave thank you You're thank welcome. you and you know what thank you guys for listening for this and putting up with all of this god i'm just gonna go through the end here why would you have to reveal this thank you very much to danny bear good. hugh bear for the wonderful artwork why would you do this to me dave they're, they're thank you for the combined efforts the oc us. remix rob kta expert novice for the music it's great music. no thank you to dave nabel for much better than feeling all of our <laughs> stupid acoustic oh god you end it. You end it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, make sure to say hello to us on YouTube and the five-star reviews on iTunes help us a lot. Um, any interaction we get on those really really just helps us to get out there. And if you enjoy this, maybe someone else will, too. And we, we would love it if people enjoyed this. So um, anyway, for my co-host, uh, Soul Starship 4 and Cena, I've been Dave Gamer Dave Naple, and we'll catch you guys next time. Whatever. Take care. Let's get out of here. That was good. It's not even that uncomfortable in here. I mean, my butt hurts. My but butt is numb. <laughs> butt cushion.